0: Ring's already broken And he doesn't really care It keeps changing fast And it don't last too long Colorado Rocky Mountain Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Conversations on beer.
1: Red and
2: other stuff.
1: <laughs> this is episode four. I'm Tyler Palmer.
2: I'm as you have to. Nailed it again. Nailed it. Four times in a row. Fourth
1: time is kind of
2: our charm. I think our charm wore off in the last episode. You
1: know what? A four-leaf clover is quite the charm. If you're a leprechaun. Uh, this isn't conversations on stupid shit. Anyway, <laughs> we got some, corrections. Uh, corrections,
2: corrections. As we always start with the corrections.
1: I'll come correct about my, um, uh, yeah. misnomer with the Gina or the Tina situation with, the uh, <laughs> Gina Gina being the sperm cleaner. No, it was Tina Tina, the sperm cleaner, bitch so tight. No, bitch so dumb. We nicknamed her misdemeanor?
2: I don't know. I just know it's not Gina and I think it's Tina.
1: Yeah. I don't want to make more
2: corrections for myself, but yeah. Would you say that you came up short, fucking with too short, too short? Bich? Yeah, I did. yeah, okay. I did. Um, the other thing we forgot to mention last episode was what well, we did, like the rambling history of the Co Bros, which went on far too long and took too long. whatever. Oh Just skip the first seventeen minutes if you haven't listened to episode
1: three. It's cool. We get into the seventeen hundreds and if you're gonna fall yeah. asleep during that era yeah. or the Victorian
2: period. Yeah. Well then you're not There's paying a attention long to your lineage history. of Cobros and we wanted to cover every single aspect of it. Uh, uh,
1: just listen to it.
2: Or just listen to it. But um yeah, so during the rambling whatever history of us being Cobros, we forgot to mention the cobrats, which uh it's kind of like the ladies' version of the Cobras, but also like the kids' version. Um, we made patches that say Cobrats, and like any of our like lady friends that don't want to be known as bros, rock those. And then uh, people put them on the kids too, yeah, which definitely. I find
1: it interesting because we're hosting a drinking podcast. We're a drinking club. Those kids can't drink.
2: No, we're not condoning, uh, you know, tiny little kids drinking alcohol. But there's nothing ador- more like adorable than a five-year-old rocking a little jean vest that says cobrats on the back and he hands you a beer oh it's also the dogs too because uh cobro Alita our friend johnny's dog rosalita has she just has has the snakes on her little vest oh she doesn't even i thought she had cobrats on there no No. because
1: when i screen that thing on only the snakes could fit on her little hoodie
2: (laughs) well i would call dogs cobrats as well so it's for bitches bitches and kids which can act like bitch no they can just bitch all day long yeah so bitchers bitches and bitches yep all right so that's what the cobrats are and cue the two short. No kidding. <laughs> We're moving <laughs> on. Back to the queue. Back to the
1: two show. Back to the two. Gina, Gina no Tina oh, Thank you for um, listening to the last ones. We got some really good feedback. Still, no emails. No Still, tweets. No tweets. Solid Instagram feedback. We know our audience.
2: Well, I think it's that we know that our friends are on Instagram and that's really the only social media I use, so that's yeah. Pretty. Whatever. Me too. I try to tweet but it just doesn't work. I think the Cobras tweets are basically going to be uh hey we're putting up an episode check us out. So if you do follow us on Twitter, that's about all you're going to get.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh and who knows, maybe down the line we'll throw in like that was a fucking funny thing that Tyler said. <laughs> <laughs> Not. <laughs> we'll bring back knock jokes on Twitter. Mm, yeah, mm. psych. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No. Oh God. No, you're right.
1: I mean, shit. Psych jokes and not jokes. Where's the barbin lowered further? Yeah. Oh, and but, that's what we're not going to fucking talk about.
2: So what are we talking about today? I think we're going to get
1: into uh, a little bit of can history, the actual vehicle for this beverage to enter my mouth hole.
2: I have always felt like cans are my preferred method of drinking beers.
1: And canned beer has actually gotten better in my estimation, like with canned IPAs and stuff like that. I do not disagree whatsoever. And then actually there used to be kind of like, uh, people would be like, oh no, canned beers are fucking trash. The best stuff's in the bottle. Not so much anymore.
2: And there actually is a huge can culture. Like people that actually collect old beer cans and just love like that old style. And I think there's something um, yeah, like um, awesome about it.
1: Yeah, Grumpy's, our old bar back in uh, Sun Valley, Idaho, they actually have a pretty bitchin' fucking beer wall. And like different cans not all just types it.
2: of cans just covering a whole wall which sounds very like frat-ish
1: kitschy sounds like tgf fridays but you know the way it dates back they're authentic cans they're not ones that bought off ebay or some dude's collection these things were paced from day one and then just piled on this wall look great probably were drank in the 70s and people were just throwing them up yeah. happened the right way happened organically and they're there, and uh, kind of inspired this conversation to an extent.
2: Yeah, and the original um, cans, the original beer cans, they basically looked like uh, kind of like oil cans.
1: Yeah, some do. Uh, some have that nozzle on top.
2: Well, not even. Well, yeah, I didn't even think about that. But I was thinking just the old classic flat tops. The they didn't have any sort of pull tab. They didn't have any sort of stay tab. They had no way to open them. And to open them. You actually, like, tools were re- yeah, were to required. Punch a chisel in there awkwardly and not slice your finger off. Well, it's like an oil can. Like, if you're at a mechanic's shop and he has got an oil can back in the day, he would just take a screwdriver, poke a hole in it, start pulling, pouring oil.
1: But uh, All the mishaps that can happen with a greasy oil can, <laughs> a brand new screwdriver, <laughs> and your hands And your fingers. <laughs> so, necessity being the mother invention, we came across the church key.
2: Well, we man invented the church key so I think it was like what was the first invention like we we discovered fire fire's good yeah we built weapon wheel wheel, wheel. oh yeah we built we- probably I think, it, I think it went weapon then weapon. wheel weapon wheel. No, I think it went wheel the wedge wedge the incline wedge the incline chair we discovered what the fulcrum was fulcrum point yeah oh. the recline chair recline chair and then the church sports key. oh sports and then and the church key, key.
1: yeah In that order.
2: And And so, actually, man stopped
1: inventing after the church key.
2: So what the fuck is a church key? (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: how I get to little boys in my uh, altar choir. (laughs) Um, No. It is a device to actually open these lovely cans.
2: These old flat tops that we were talking about.
1: Yeah, and... Very, there's no taper at the top no taper at the bottom very cylindrical devices that held beer and revolution revolutionized 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 revolutionized
2: oh god not so wait, wait. right talking about the flat top cans
1: yeah I was talking about
2: the church keys like this. not the de- church key describe more of the church key like how does it what it, it what is the church key
1: uh it's a bottle opener um in one well, no, sense a can opener can open it. I guess it's a little bit of both. Well, I think there's a little bit of kind of skewed history on this when we're doing our fact checking. One might say that it's actually looks like a key, has a round end on the other part where you actually put your key ring, and people would use that to open bottles of beer.
2: So they call it a church key basically because originally they looked like just a big-ass key, like something that would be required to open a church door. To to when they were just balls. to open, when they were just to open glass bottles, right? Sure. Yeah. And then they kept like because beer went from being into, being just in bottles to being in, in cans. The cans. They just took the name, yeah, over. So it's just basically it's basically a device to open the beer to get it into your mouth hole faster.
1: Yeah, and even though the modern day church key looks nothing like a church key, it's a bit of a misnomer. The name still carries on.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. And so what we're drinking today. Is the beer named Church Key by the Church Key Can Company. It's a uh Pilsner style beer and it's the first beer we're going to talk about that has that's relatively new. It's not owned by Miller or Kers or, or Molson or Molson Giant or Brewhouse House like and Heiser, it's uh yeah, it's a I guess the first local... micro beer. Yeah. Yeah. Kudos to us. Yeah.
1: Kudos to us to finally branch out and do something local. And get away from that.
2: Big... And drink a canned beer. Got to wait,
1: but it's cool. Um, by coincidence, uh, we didn't plan this out. Church key comes from Portland.
2: Uh, well, actually, I knew that they had come from. I knew that they were from Portland, um, and I knew that they were unique and that they basically look like your normal aluminum can, but they have a completely flat top on them. And I always thought that was like a cool kind of, yeah, a little gimmicky, but. Good throwback. Kind of, yeah, cool you know, throwback. Something
1: different, a good conversation piece. Probably has some good liquid inside.
2: It does have some good liquid inside.
1: But uh,
2: I've had this beer before. Tyler has I've never, never tried it. it. No,
1: and I haven't heard of it until I spread it up. You know, like, you know what I should do is let's,
2: let's get in some can history and let's have this beer. Yeah. And so uh, Church Key was started in uh, 2010. And we actually are, like, kind of know one of the... Uh, yeah. We know Sean Burke. Sean Burke, who's one of the brew, brew masters, I guess, of it. He, uh, him, and his uh, partner, what was his name? Uh, Lucas Jones. Lucas Jones. They created the, the, the flavor. This this Pilsner style beer.
1: Yeah. So they created the uh, the flavor that we were gonna get into. It. So, let's look at their little their creation. Let's actually start at the tip and analyze the can. And actually, they have lovely packaging. They have a nice box. Lots of instructions, lots of copies. So
2: they basically, they're. We got the uh, six pack of them. They come in a six pack box, which includes a church key to actually open the beer that we're going to drink. Exactly. Um, It's a kind of. What what color of blue would you describe this?
1: A deep azul. Um, (laughs) That says nothing. That's just basically deep blue in (laughs) Spanish. Um, it's not a navy. It's not a turquoise. It is not a royal. Um, I can't yeah, equate it's a, it. To... Like it's
2: a unique blue. It is. I, I think it is. A, it's a deep azul. Uh,
1: it's more of a chromatic slate. There's no gray in it. I don't know. How do you describe this blue? I don't know. I think you described it perfectly. Um, it's like an emerald blue. It is a deep azul. Uh, yeah, deep azul.
2: I think Deep Azul is the best we're going to get on this. If you're going to travel
1: abroad and you're a lady and some dude like in, uh, of the Biza Coast looks in your eyes and you're like, You have Deep Azul eyes. You're going to have to take off your pants because uh, it's lovely words. And that is descriptive of the color blue. And it's emblazed on the can. It's emblazed on this box. Cardboard box. And lots of instruction. Lots of copy. Lots of stuff to talk about. Um, I've never heard a Pilsner style beer referred to as a Pilsner style beer usually people just write Pilsner and then they also say the original flat top beer can there's been many before this this isn't the first
2: yeah that's uh that's my main uh complaint is that they call themselves the original flat top beer can um I've got two complaints on on the, the actual physical can it's got the church key logo whatever beautiful logo uh right below where it says church key can company it says established recently i mean put a year on it if you're proud of it yeah
1: i know in roman numerals the odds don't look too sexy you got two m's and then you know uh, an x
2: that's so still fine put it like 2010 only, like 2010 zero, looks zero. that's a cool number sequence And then uh,
1: another beef is the church key on the box is not reminiscent of the church key you get inside the box. There's a a side cut uh, bottle opener on the church key, and this one actually has a front loader bottle opener.
2: It looks like your standard bottle opener that you would buy for maybe 10 cents. It it basically looks like a dollar store bottle opener. I mean, there's nothing fancy about it, which is understandable. It comes in a six pack of beer. But we're missing the branding on this thing, too. Yeah, it doesn't like, even. It doesn't I have want... the Church Key branding on it. It just looks very cheap, which I'm yeah. not going to hold against them. But I mean, you
1: guys spent your money on, you know, different bottling techniques, well, canning techniques, uh, good packaging, and also a piece of uh, merchandise that comes with this thing, you know, and I think that piece of merchandise should be branded to the beer. I
2: definitely think that it should be branded. I think it should. The Church Key should say Church Key Can Company. Like bl- just blasted across the side of it.
1: And with all this branding, too, you have a nice script font. It feels a little soft for what it should be. I want a little harder edge. I want a little something old school. But all together, cool it's, package.
2: Yeah, I think it's got the old school feel to it for sure. I'm not but bashing maybe in just, it to Maybe it's just nines. because the top of it is flat, but it definitely has an old school feel to it. I can see it sitting next to some original flat top cans
1: yeah on zero to cobro um for the packaging I it's damn near damn near damn near <laughs> which right. it would be a b which is awesome you yeah. guys huh. you know we Way love you guys but church key we're not gonna suck dicks just because you're from portland and we know you but we love you regardless and can't wait to tap into
2: a verdict also yeah package your beer however the fuck you want it's yeah. uh what's what's on the inside that counts right <laughs> A little bit of both. To to an extent.
1: To an extent. A little bit of both. We are a
2: podcast about drinking beer, so we have to judge every single aspect of it.
1: Yeah, and we're not ripping off this logo for the Cobros logo, Mm. because that would feel
2: soft. (laughs) Jesus, I hope it's not filled with haterade.
1: No! I I mean, we (laughs) gave this a decent review, and we haven't even drank it yet. I'm more bashing their designer than I am the brewmasters, so that has nothing to do with... Monsieur
2: Berk. Hey, how about this? How about this? Let's tap into a verdict, Tyler. I like that. Let's. All right, Ty is now using his church key to open the can.
1: Takes a little effort. you little spray a little deal. Ez is going to mic his up and hopefully not douse his mic with a good llama of beer.
2: Before you take a sip, uh, I'm going to teach you just a quick little lesson. Um, So the proper way to... open these cans as he's you do, struggling and he
1: also sprayed the same amount now,
2: so you do a big triangle at the bottom using your church key but then you want to turn the can around yeah and, yep, you do and a carb it smaller triangle to get some airflow it's also known as the carb um, so
1: i'm you know, gonna get like indy race car with as, and i'm gonna do two carbs because uh, he's a one-upper
2: Oh, cool. So cool. now the. Mine's of-
1: snake bitten up top and it's also making a sad, yelly face.
2: Yeah, now it looks like your can's yelling at you. Well, mine looks like a s- sad cyclops.
1: Like, Dad, don't drink me. You'll hit me again. I'm like, that's too bad. All right,
2: let's tap this verdict.
1: Tap this verdict. Cheers, All right, guys. First
2: time Tyler's ever tried Church Key. Damn.
1: Smooth as a day as long and it has good flavor at the end. Pretty air. good,
2: huh? Yeah, damn good. Yeah. Good job, it's guys. It's a smooth, smooth,
1: smooth beer. Good flavor. Um, so pilsners flavor. kind of fall flat at the end. This one actually uh, finishes strong and actually has good body to it.
2: Yeah, it's five uh, percent, so it's kind of your standard alcohol content for a pilsner for your kind of your lawnmower beer. Yeah, um, and they're not trying to spice it but up. They're any. not. Yeah, I mean you it's know. not it's not drinking an IPA it's not raspberry
1: infused there's no like coffee notes there's no extra bullshit to it yeah it doesn't taste like a fucking radler there's no fruit flavors you're not fruiting the beer like an idiot they uh they got it straight they got it right they made it i think true to most pilsners i've ever had
2: yeah yeah i just i genuinely enjoy this beer there's something i think that's cool about Uh, I mean, you can call it gimmicky all you want, but I think there's something cool about having to have a church key to open this can. Yeah, bring it back on all
1: different fronts, you know? Like, if we're getting into this can movement, especially of all the brewers that put IPA in a can, and that's a thing, and putting these weird plastic lids as their six-pack holder, let's get more into this. I'd rather see more of
2: this than than the aluminum bottle. Oh, God, yeah. You know, no, like I'd rather bottles, see something like trash. more of a throwback than a whatever. This is cool. Futuristic aluminum bottle. Like this, this, <laughs> I, this I don't feel like a Nance drinking.
1: No, this isn't Darth Vader's butt plug. This is actually man stuff.
2: Yeah. And whereas I feel like you crack a whatever Bud Light Ultra, you're basically drinking sphincter swill. But with this. my shakes,
1: though, and, like, opening this thing, there's a solid spray. So if I, like, ever, like, approached a lady like, here, let me crack your church key and just spray her right off I the bat. I don't think you
2: should ever say crack your church key to a woman. <laughs> it I mean... sounds offensive. Alter well, like yes. Woman, offensive.
1: I mean, do you think they'll take it as some metaphor where, like, I'm going to open your chastity belt and make you
2: squirt? No, Is that think... what they
0: think that sounds like?
2: No, I just think, like, you sound like a dirty pervert when you're like, let me... Let me crack you a church key.
1: I didn't say it like you creepy carpet. Like no, I didn't. <laughs> we'll
2: hit rewind.
0: Hey, babe. Let me crack you a church key. Hey, baby. Go on over here sit on Grampy's lap. Let me crack you a church key. But I'm five. Whoa,
2: now you're getting into kitty-touching Jesus That's what you sounded exactly like.
1: That's what you said. That's Once what the, you did. One toke over the line. One toke over the line, sweet
2: <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I think Jesus smoked weed. It's not a podcast about weed. Oh my God! Anyway, how many times do I have to tell you it's not a podcast about weed? <laughs> yeah, plants? man, you gotta lay low.
1: Um, yeah, good beer. I don't. It's not. There's not much to riff on, so you, we're going to be kind of tapped for content about ripping on this beer. As far well, as no, flavor. I don't think we need to rip on it. The, no, uh, no. I mean, like, fuck. How long did we go on
2: about stupid ass mixtail and how much that would that taste like? Oh God. This is the antithesis of anything that comes in an aluminum bottle. Would you put this this in the uh, lawnmower beer category? Really, dicks? I just don't even know if it's picking that up. Probably not. That's fucking annoying as shit. Yeah, it's distracting. (laughs) Sorry, so this is the... I I would say that this is... Just design-wise, taste-wise, just aesthetic-wise, everything about it. This is the antithesis of... Like an aluminum can beer. This is the antithesis of a goddamn Bud Light mixed tail.
1: Yeah. Would you put it in the category of lawnmower beer, or does it belong in something else?
2: I would put it more in like. Uh, it's a little too heavy for lawnmower beer. Right? No, I would. I would. I would say it's a chainsaw beer. <laughs> <laughs> if we're
1: gonna put an appliance to it, it'd be it's a, chainsaw. a chainsaw beer. Yeah. How's like, so?
2: that? Well, is it's, that a category it's... that we're gonna start? No, I'm just saying like if you're trying to compare it to a lawnmower beer like lawnmower beers every every man can operate a lawnmower beer and it's a domestic beer for the most this part. is a chainsaw beer this is this is like oh no i'm doing some uh oh it's a craft beer a little some, bit some tree trimming i'm doing more slightly more manlier work <laughs> than mowing a lawn so i need a slightly more manly beer it's a skilled labor beer all right yeah i like uh, that yeah
1: skilled labor Hey, foreman's here. We need some fucking skilled labor. What's this dude crack? A goddamn church key.
2: Yeah. So this is this is like okay. Let's let me put it this way. The day laborers, they're gonna be drinking what? Kirsch light. Were they doing, <laughs> doing manual labor? They were doing manual labor. They're gonna be drinking Kirsch light. The guy that owns the truck that picked them up. Yeah. He's gonna be drinking church key. Would you say well, he that f- sounds super racist? I take that whole metaphor back.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's not about racism. I think it's, it's more a- about the church key.
2: <laughs> I think that it's a chainsaw beer. I'm sticking with my. It's I like chainsaw, chainsaw beer because beer. It's it a is a craftsman beer.
1: It's a skilled labor beer. Um, the guy who probably enjoys this. Maybe has his own church key that he has had passed down
2: through the ages. I could see that, or he has the ability to make his own church key or buy them on eBay because
1: we've seen some gems oh my god when we do a little bit of research all of a sudden we have a brand new thing to
2: collect oh i yeah it's my new it's my new favorite thing like i want to just a collect enamel coated
1: hamster church keys it's a new world and we want to get on top of that world before it gets inflated with uh should we get like a mailbox for people to just send us gifts yeah. Oh no. Well, um, you know what? Instead of Twitter or fucking Instagram, we're gonna start a fucking uh, eBay we'll wish get list. Just PO box and just no. It's an eBay <laughs> wish list, and you just kind of sign in. You'd be like, "Oh my god, it's their birthday again." Yeah, I mean, it was just tasty, and I, like I whittled through that one and didn't really think about it. The carbs, so like I don't know, like you just drink it a little seamlessly, you know. So, all right. Uh, oh, do you got your own church key on your belt buckle? Oh, Not I belt wish. buckle, but uh. Your uh, key ring?
0: No,
2: I wish. <sighs> not yet. I'm put that one on there.
1: You think there's some old timer that actually does not give a fuck and his carbs just as big as his initial punch?
2: Oh, yeah, totally. God, who's that guy? Alright, so we are now cracking round two of the Church key Bears. Numero
1: dos. So good, it's worth another look.
2: Still tasting fucking delicious. I don't I'm know about yours.
1: Not hating whatsoever. The one thing I'm kind of getting a little stifled with is this as being the original flat-top beer.
2: Yeah, that's a pretty bold claim. Bold um, as the right I know ones. that flat-top beers haven't been produced in like the last 50 years, but to call yourself the original doesn't really work. No, the original flat-top is Howie Long. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but he's not a beer.
2: I was going to say kid from Kid and Play, but Howie Long's oh, way better. <laughs> way better, and you got a Super
1: Bowl <laughs> ring, so.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, would kid ever get. I also don't know if it's kid or play. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. Long. Long. Pre Howie Long. Pre Howard Long. Pre. Is it Howard?
1: Howard? Is Howie short for Howard? I would think so. Would you call him Howie the Duck? Howard no. the Duck? No. Well, would you mince those words?
2: All right, hypothetically speaking, you meet Howie Long. Yep. Would you walk up and be like, hello, Mr. Howard Long? Up top, Howard! No, I would not give that man a high five and be like, I don't know, he'd punch me. Hey, Howard. But you think you'd be okay with you calling him Howie? Damn right, yeah. You don't think it's Mr. Long? Do you want me to call him Coach? You want me to call him
1: 7-5? I want you to call him Mr. Long. You want me to call him, like, Super Bowl champ Mr. Long in my mouth?
2: Huh? Well, sure. Does, I, I actually yeah. sounded pretty nice. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't mind the ring of Super that. Super Bowl champ, Mr. Long in my mouth. Yeah, Howard Long in my mouth. Your Howard is <laughs> long. Sounds like a snow song. How would that go? Super Bowl chop, Mr. Long in my mouth. Hey, oh! Right I know, what's we'll the murderer? <laughs> Lyrical gangster. That's not snow, it's uh No! it's not whoever
1: does that song but it's not a podcast about accuracy Mr. Howard Long in my mouth
2: Super Bowl champion in my mouth (laughs) and
0: how I like it like that
2: (laughs) cutting all of this out (laughs) you should, it sucks but it's also funny (laughs) it's entertaining so (laughs) 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 we're never just going to get to the top and get a flat top so um... Pre Howie Long flat top. There were uh, other flat top original flat tops. Johnny, so Johnny Unitas, <laughs> Ch- church key beers are not the original. Howie Longs are not the original. Mm-hmm. The actual first beer to come out in a uh, can was the uh, Krueger's beer. Freddy Krueger's beer. It was actually uh, Gottfried Krueger Brewing Company of. Newark, New Jersey. Newark, and it was uh, 1935.
1: Hmm. So a little bit two years after Prohibition, we come up with this wonderful device to actually store more beer in a smaller amount of space. Yeah. That, Rather than bottles, I mean, you know.
2: That's actually um, how the why the flat top can kind of blew up was that you could store beer in these, you know. Cylindrical cans with flat tops, so you could just stack them. You could just stack tons of them.
1: So you're so, saying it's a modular device?
2: Yeah, yeah. And then you're saving on space. You're saving on weight. You're saving on uh, just like shipping costs. More bang for costs. your buck. Like yeah, it's if it, they're lighter, the cans are lighter than bottles. Yeah. You can pack more of them in into a truck, so you can transport more of them. So like, shipping goes down, cost goes down. Uh, you go down. I'm gonna pack more on your truck. On the truck driver and I get free t- flat tops and um, also this lovely beer too. No, I mean it was it revolutionized basically the bottling and consumption. Yeah, bottling, transportation, Camon. all of that of 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 beers. And the first major company to actually uh, take advantage of this was the um, I believe it was Schlitz. Yeah, yeah. not Schlitzke, just Schlitz. Oh, oh, never mind. Oh, that was Schmitz.
1: Schmitz. Schmitzke. I mean, did you see? I mean, do you think we saw deviations within the can design when they first came out with the metal oh, can? Oh, here it is.
2: I'm sorry. The, so, the original ones, the original cans, these these uh, Gottfried Kruger Brewing Company cans, um, they were made out of steel. They were steel cans. Were they the, the. This actually was kind of a different
1: technology because they didn't want it to taste like metal in their mouth. They did a little keg lining inside?
2: Yeah, explain that, like, they line the cans with keg?
1: Uh, yeah, keg. <laughs> Much like the... <laughs> no, I mean, it was probably some, like, some type of coating to take any metal that was touching the beer and put, like, maybe... I don't... It's not polyurethane. I don't know what the fuck yeah. it is. This is not a podcast These... about accuracy. You know there's a coating inside here that doesn't put that fucking bullshit taste in your mouth, like you just got a brand-new filling.
2: So you'd say that they used science to make science to make beer better. They did. Um, oh, so I, I actually I forgot this little fact. When the original like when Krueger did their first original run of flat top cans, they had two thousand of them made, and they just gave them out to like their biggest fans. I don't know how they decided who was their biggest fans, but they gave them out. Might to... have been a local situation where they knew yeah. a lot of the people. Maybe they're also employees, but they had quite a bit of them. Yeah, so they give them to the faithful Kruger drinkers, and ninety-one percent of those drinkers gave it a thumbs up. I mean, that fucking that rating is ridiculous. Remember how hard it was to get an A on a test? They just aced that test. Yeah, well, the nine out of ten, nine out of ten of it's like nine out of ten dentists don't even approve like a toothbrush. Like that, that, that success rate is fucking awesome.
0: Yeah.
2: So it turns out, and then what the other. But the other part of that is that eighty-five percent of them said it tasted more like draft beer than bottle beer did, which is a pretty huge accomplishment too. Yeah, I mean that's a huge like. This is in nineteen thirty-five. They're like, oh wait, cans are way fucking better than bottles. And that's probably
1: the pinnacle piece, uh, pinnacle part of tasting beer at that point too. Was like leaving my hard-ass job. Of making shit by hand, I'm gonna fucking instead of going straight home from work, totally hit the middleman. Get a beer. The guy lops off the head with a fucking knife, as you see in the stupid Stella ads that actually probably happen. And they, you know, that's the first thing they taste, and it feels good, you know, and that cold trickle down your spine, and you get that initial booze spike, and you feel all of a sudden better about your day, and that's the feeling I got from that draft beer and that came in this can
2: yeah oh it's got to be like the greatest like that's all you want to have it be 1935 and be like oh fuck i can have that same flavor in but a in can. this lightweight small brand new like hip as fuck can like that's a easy dude. to ship
1: can it go all across america let's get this thing worldwide yeah. And so maybe like, nationwide. We'll start there.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean that was the origin that that's when it started was like nineteen ninety or nineteen thirty five with uh Kruger. But it was and, made popular, uh, uh,
1: popular by Schlitz.
2: Yeah, Schlitz was the first uh national brewer to to follow suit to uh kind of keep it to, going to make Probably. these cans national. And then by nineteen sixty, like all of the uh main Brewers at the time Were were using it And that's a hard thing too Was also like Getting
1: your beer national And like As we found With like Last week's episode Episode 3 You know Of course It didn't fully Became national Until a movie You know And that's a big Brewery That's a big brew house So actually To be like Okay Finally have my thing My beer My product In a lovely package That I can ship everywhere It's economic It's totally Like Modular could can pack it into a container and send it everywhere. Huge for that industry.
2: But because of that, um, it actually knocked a lot of uh, breweries at the time out of, um,
0: out out of, of business.
2: Yeah, like a lot of... Um, they were making cans, and they were making cans that had like the... They were basically making cans with like aluminum bottle tops. So they yeah, had, like, a little twist-off right at the top. Twist-off tops. Yeah. And those were a little more expensive to produce they were uh you have
1: an actual moving part you have to create yeah notch and on you there. can't
2: have you can't stack those the way that you can stack these cans
1: no and it's funny to and see so some he, of those old names too. was like grain belt beer
2: uh due for bankruptcy
1: yeah England. well i'm just like i'm you looking just at don't like, see them anymore, was, anymore too
2: they're called the cone top style of beer and they were they were around around the same time that the flat tops were uh invented but um Yeah, they had ones called the low profile, the J Sprout, the Crown Tainer, dope name. Crown Tainer. (laughs) Yeah. And then the high profile cone top style. Uh,
0: And they're all like, is it's
2: basically the equivalent of aluminum bottles today, except that like they kept the neck stubby.
1: But I think with like those cone top beers it was like the king of bad decision making came at an early level and just wiped out their business like you know it'd be a good decision johnny let's put another moving butt on that and uh totally stifled their fucking business model create an extra piece of fucking labor and uh mechanism instead of just putting a smooth ass top on this beer and you just crack it with a basic church key
2: The flat tops stuck around. They did. cone tops never stuck around.
1: Never. And so, instead of the laziness, no, I guess it's not lazy at all. It's the
2: opposite of laziness. It is the
1: opposite of laziness. the ingenuity that was the church key and punching the shit in there like a man. Like, you're doing a wrestling
2: act with your beer and then you get to take its soul and drink it. I feel like you're earning your beer. You're punching a hole in it. No, you're punching two holes in it. Yeah. If you do it properly... You double you know, you tap make... it like a skull, yeah. as if you were fucking... Yeah, you're basically snipering your beer, Yeah, and then you get to enjoy the fruits of your labor. Yeah, kill it till
1: it's yeah. dead. drink that brain. And then drink the brain. Get your zombie on, suck its soul, Yeah, and then crack another. And then some lazy ass bastard's like, no, let's see her, maybe she pull-tab it. And then pull-tabs are invented. And pull-tabs are actually
2: pretty ingenious. Oh, because you can litter like a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> You're jumping ahead, but yes. Well, I'm not kidding.
1: The the demise. I know it's the demise of it because the
2: hippies came around. You're pulling. Anyway, but what actually uh, kicked off the pull tab movement? It's awesome because one of my favorite breweries invented the uh, pull tab. Wait, wait, wait. Who? Uh, The Pittsburgh Brewing Company. The Pittsburgh Privates? No, they actually, uh, they're the ones that invented... Iron City Beer. Oh shit! No way. Big ups! Big ups! To Iron City Beer. Nice. Oh. So, anyways, their uh, it's it's Pittsburgh Brewing Company. Their flagship beer, flagship beer, is the Iron City Beer. We struggle with that so hard. I know. Flagship. It's a flagship. What's hard beer. to say? Unique. New York. It's hard to not call it their flagship. Sorry. Their uh, fag shit. Can't beer. wait to take a fag shit. I mean flag shit. I mean flag flagship. Ship. The Pittsburgh Brewing Company and their flagship <laughs> Iron City Beer uh, were the first to introduce the self-opening cans. It opened it by itself? No, they were also not. known as the pole tabs. Okay. Um, and basically, I don't know if you've seen these or seen the old cans. They have this little ring that you can kind of It's your an nail eye-light? and then you're... Yeah, describe it. Yeah, it's like a
1: nice... Um... So you actually have an... Oval eyelet, um, you know, the size of your finger that actually can dive through, and then you have a rivet that's connected to a thinner piece of metal, which is adhered, um, maybe even welded to... Well, it's um,
2: part of, like, the top of the flat top, basically, right? It was, but it's, it was. But it's, it's scored,
1: scored in there. Yeah, scored and sealed it. in there, and it's up to you to yank that thing out, and then that was, you know, your opening facet for the beer.
2: So it basically made the hole. That a church key would have made. Yeah,
1: and your hole is predetermined, you know, and was a longer, skinnier slit. Oh,
2: <laughs> your, a my better day when your
1: hit. can was a longer, skinnier slit. Schlit, schlitz. <laughs> oh, can't wait to hook up with some schlitz this weekend. I said, want to
2: say your mom's a longer, skinnier schlit, but oh no, a no. Saint. Oh God, get off my mom. <laughs> but <laughs> Hugh Jackman is a saint. Oh, his long, skinny schlit.
1: That his three adamantium claws peel
0: through.
2: No, that's when he whips out his claws. It goes, (laughs)
0: schlit, Schlit, schlitz, schlitz,
2: Yeah. So he has six long, skinny schlitz. Bring it, like, read it again, true believers.
1: That shit happens. It says schlitz. It says schlitz. Yeah. Yeah. Beer reference in your Marvel comic books when you're young. You're idiots. (laughs) So, um... With that, that actually was an innovation that your boys made up at Iron City.
2: Yeah, and then uh, Schlitz also, like, jumped on that bandwagon.
1: And that thing kind of hung around for a while until what happened?
2: Um, Well, Schlitz took it, uh, like, national, but they called it the Pop Top. Pop Top. Which, yeah, I mean, clever name, it rhymes. Also, like, a Pop Top
0: like going to hit my just,
2: pop time I'm drinking my barley pops I want to pop, pop top top on my barley pops um and then in uh yeah like by 1965 it was like 75% of all cans had these they were around for about 10 years like 75ish they started getting phased out and the main reason I've heard is because it was basically litter so huh. once you pulled these tops so, off
1: much like anything good hippies ruined it
2: What'd the hippie say when he was asked to leave? Namaste. <laughs> All right, man. Was... How many hippies does it take to screw in a light bulb? Hippies don't screw in light bulbs. They screw in VW buses. I know. I think they screw in dirty sleeping bags. back. All right. So once we got rid of, once the hippies got rid of the uh,
0: pop pull top, top,
2: pull top, pull tab style, they uh, they Ditch invented tab. the the stay tab style, and these came around think like 1975 they were introduced by the falls city brewing company of Louisville, kentucky any beers around there or just kind of you know it doesn't say what
1: uh it might have just been a regional invention
2: so yeah came and up with maybe and it just like sold the rights to nationwide i don't i you know i don't know who took it nationwide think, i'm sure i want to say course again um,
1: yeah, I was like looking at some stuff online, and they, they had like this gigantic, oversized production run, of all the uh, the pull tabs, the, the pop tops, and stuff like that, and they right, enlarged right. them to the size of like sewer lids. That you, I mean, you find on the street, and they put them on this wall, and they had this gigantic display of all the how all these things changed, you know.
2: Well, regardless of uh, who invented the stay tab can, that's basically been they go to for the last uh 50 years almost. yeah it's 40, only mildly Twenty years you know like the, um
1: the tongue of the punch of the you know the, the part that dips into the can the size of that's changed
2: you know it, yeah i that's mean that's the like, era we live in now kerr's light did like their the silver bullet the werewolf killer dip and do no the Wolverine what killer. do you doing? The Wolverine Killer yeah, we're gonna has clearly made that. advances with the uh, can as far as like... The width of the mouth. Yeah, they made the wide mouth, they made the ventilations, blah, 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 but... Because um, you could definitely dip your business into a wider mouth. The Stay Can, though, has relatively stayed the same. And the, the beer can, the aluminum can, has pretty much not changed since uh, like 1975 or so. There's been some modifications and I, um, I highly recommend uh, checking out a video on YouTube that we watch. It doesn't really cover, it's not just beer sp- specific, it covers just aluminum can building in general. It's the uh, just YouTube, the ingenious design of the aluminum beverage can.
1: If you want to get your science on actually we're going to post this on the we'll Colbrose try yeah site, we'll try and post
2: the link but it's it's fascinating and it's it's really .com. cool to see how modern day beer cans are yeah, it's made true. and it's not just beer cans soda cans all all of those are they're all kind of made the same way but it's it's fascinating seeing like the progression the process of shaving down <laughs> yeah. metal into the into the cyclone shape that it of it is. awesome and, that and you're going to shove in your mouth they also cover why is the shape that it is. I know we talked about the flat tops being great for stacking and, uh, aluminum being a lighter weight material than glass bottles. But like they go into the actual like science of the cylinder and why that's the best shape to, uh, have a beer in or a liquid in that's carbonated. So I highly recommend checking that out. Um, we probably glossed over a lot of the can history and, all of that jazz but fuck the fact us, is we've been spending the last uh however long enjoying these awesome flat top church key beers that's true uh and i feel like uh maybe you've learned something i know i did learned when to shut the fuck up no
1: these <laughs> things are easy to fucking drink and not listen to you talk <laughs> that's for damn sure this thing goes down easy for fuck's sake, they're good beers.
2: Yeah, so that's the history of the beer can through the eyes of two Cobras. Yeah,
1: we're sliding into home a little bit early and dust off our shorts and just sprint there instead of sliding all the way.
2: Yeah, this might be a short episode, but
1: it's... It's going to be choppy. All out of love. All out of love for you guys.
2: Alright, let's try and crack these third ones. Uh, and we're in This our- is Cobras Podcast. Conversations on beer. <coughs> and other stuff. Uh, thanks for joining us. I'm Ezzy Half. I'm Tyler Palmer. We're just going to fucking end it here.
1: Might as well. Um, you want to crack your third one? I do. Here's uh, the church key.
2: Uh, I can't reach it.
1: There you go. Maybe I can't you, put my, fi- I can't put my finger gotta put on it. you got to put your finger on it.
2: Can I open my bill with my finger? With your finger on it. I can't put, put my, my
0: finger, finger on it. it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Cue outro. And we're done. Whoa
0: we're good at this, green Yeah.